your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you enjoy this episode and want to stay tuned for the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so is always free and ensures you never miss another episode. This podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On tonight's episode, I thought I would take a break from the uh, postseason coverage and maybe move on to some offseason talk, because whether or not the Jets win the Stanley Cup or even get out of round number two, Winnipeg has a few major decisions to make, and it's time to sort of update the status of where the Jets are and maybe think about, you know, where is this team going, what's next for the Jets, and who should they retain? Is the coaching staff good as is? Does the team need to move some parts around? You know, there's probably some very easy answers that you can already guess right off the bat, but let's talk about the roster situation. The Jets are kind of in a tight pickle right now because when you look at the the contract situation, the Jets have a couple of really big free agents. The most glaring one is going to be Neil Pionk for me. I think Pionk is a very important contributor, and for my money, I would say that if you wanted to sign him for like four to five years at around five and a half to six million per season, that's a pretty fair contract for both sides. I think, you know, Pionk gets a really nice long-term contract, kind of nails him down to the Jets for a couple of seasons, and then he actually gets a pretty good compensation for his performance so far. While the Jets get a very good number two slash number three D lockdown for term for the next couple of seasons, which, you know, having guaranteed money on the books, certainly for a really good player and somebody who I would like to keep around for a good long while, I think is is definitely a priority for me. And in some ways, I also want the Jets to resign Pionk because I feel like, you know, for all the players that we often talk about as being fans, uh, you know, I, I think it's hard to find one player where you feel some kind of, like, connection to him for some reason. Like, you you don't really know why, but there's just some player who works his way into your personal favorites list. And for me, that is Pionk. I love this guy. I feel like the effort that he puts out there on the ice, his constant drive, his energy, his excitement, his constant effort, and the fact that he doesn't really take shifts off, plus he's actually good at what he does, it makes Neil impossible to dislike. This guy, you know, when he arrived to the Jets, I was very suspicious of what he would do. I thought that maybe the best case scenario is that he pans out as like a number four kind of D, maybe a number five in very limited deployments. But instead, Pionk has really improved his game. He's rounded out much of his defensive issues, and he's just a really good player. You know, you're not going to find many guys like him who deserve to have an A on their shoulder, who have very good underlying results for the most part, especially relative to their peers. And a guy who just seemingly gives 100% on every shift. It's very rare to find players like this. Piog for me, is that guy. He's extremely gritty. He's very hardworking. He's the kind of player that I feel like you need to reward. The problem with a Pionk, I think, is is the Jets have Josh Morrissey already on a, a very similar kind of contract, and I kind of worry that the Jets don't really have room for Pionk. Quite honestly, the Jets need a number one D, and Pionk is not really that. While I like Neil a lot, I'm kind of wondering how the Jets can actually fit him into the team's you know roster situation and long-term cap situation. 
without trying to move some money around. You know, it's it's one of those situations where uh, I don't know if the Jets can actually afford Neal, especially because he'd actually get a pretty good contract on the open market. It would not be crazy to me if somebody tried to tempt him for like six to six and a half million for multiple seasons on a long-term deal, especially as a free agent. And then you have to be a little bit concerned about uh, Seattle trying to take a run at him too, because Pionk would be an ideal top four defender for the, the, the Kraken. He's a guy that if he's available, especially on some sort of deal, you know, Seattle's not going to hesitate. They would 100% take him. I think that their staff would love him. And because of the way that he plays, I feel like he's the kind of player who would immediately push to be like a fan favorite and somebody who gets like a letter of some sort. He just seems like that kind of guy from what I can tell. So overall, you know, Pionk for me is a big priority. He's somebody that I would like to keep around, but I I have a really hard time imagining how the Jets are going to do it without moving some serious cash. If Pionk were to move on, you have a very big hole that you now have to fill on top of the number one D that's missing. You know, Vili Heinola probably slots in there as the second pair number three or number four D next season, but I, I don't really know if that's the best alternative. I feel like Pionk needs to be made a long-term member of the Jets. Winnipeg was already trying to extend Jacob Truba for a pretty hefty sum of money, something like seven and a half to eight million dollars. I think eight was probably a little bit too much. The Jets were probably trying to get him closer to like 6.75 to seven. You know, Pionk is not quite on the level of Truba if Truba would have stayed here. I I still think Jake probably would have been like a number one or a number two, um, a really high-end number two if he was that kind of player for the Jets. You know, I think you would have an elite top pairing between him and Morrissey together. Neil, for me, isn't quite at that level in certain areas, but I still think he's very good. And he's the kind of player that you want to build a roster and have him be a member of it, especially if you're a contender. He's not the kind of player that you build around, but he's like a really high-end player that I think could be an elite second-pairing contributor and give the Jets two really good top-end pairings. If you have, like, I don't know, Morrissey and DeMello as your first pairing, maybe Heinola Pionk as your second pairing, and then literally anyone else for the third pairing, you've got a pretty good defense, not one that's going to be amazing off the bat. I think the Jets are going to have a couple of defensive issues, and sometimes, you know, DeMello, Morrissey maybe get a little bit overwhelmed by really top-end talent, but it's it's more workable than what we're seeing right now. I think we all know that Derek Forbort hasn't quite been the guy that he was when he first arrived to the Winnipeg, and the Jets have been running him really hard, so I, you know I'm not really thinking he should be the kind of guy that stays in the top four. If the Jets can make a couple of moves and, and find a way to secure Neil Pionk long-term, find Neil like a really good partner who can help him with a lot of the defensive issues. Because like Neil sometimes will still make mistakes like anyone. He still has defensive reads where he maybe doesn't recognize danger like he used to. And I think somebody like Heinola would actually help him a lot with that. Obviously, this roster move is just one that I think the Jets need to make. There are a couple more that I would actually be in favor of, and we'll talk about those in just a minute. Some of them may surprise you because I'm going to be talking about guys who should probably be let go in some capacity. Before then, though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. If you're a long-time listener of this podcast, by now you know that I'm personally a huge fan of Built Bar. If you have no idea what they are, they're so amazing because they're more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They come in nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. It wouldn't be a bad idea, though, to stay tuned to all of Built Bar's social media and newsletter channels because they do release some very special, limited edition, limited quantity, one-time only flavors that you really have to eat to believe, man. They're great. Some of the ones that they've released so far, just fabulous. 
and you only really get one crack at them. As delicious as these Built Bar flavors taste, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 170 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're here for every lifestyle no matter what. To place your order, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are talking about off-season stuff because the Jets have a lot of moves to make. Now, earlier in the uh, earlier in the season, we did talk about some of this stuff a little bit, but now it's kind of time to rethink things because I think some circumstances probably have changed in light of guys like Adam Lowry being re-signed and maybe some things just changing in general for the Jets. So let's talk about Andrew Kopp. This is probably one of the harder ones for me to call. I like Andrew Kopp a lot. I think he's actually a very good player, especially when you give him skill. And Kopp is one of those guys that if he were to be re-signed for a long-term contract, I'd like him to be protected by the Jets and actually given top six minutes. I think that if you give him genuine skill, somebody like, I don't know, Pierre-Luc Dubois or something down the center, it makes his skill sets shine. Like, he's maybe not the world's best finisher, and sometimes... Every now and then he has a couple of moments where his decision-making maybe lets him down just a little bit, but it's really hard to argue with the results, and overall I just think Kopp is a very good, very nice complimentary player. Somebody that the Jets could sign for like $4.5 million for a couple of seasons and get reasonably satisfying performance, but I think the thing with him is that you need to give him those second-line minutes alongside actual skill. If you put him with Lowry again as like a grinder and a four-checker, I just don't really think you're making the most of what he offers. Some people look at his kind of play and think to themselves, well, that's not really like a top six second liner, right? That's a guy who looks more like a third or a fourth line player, which in my opinion is just false. I think what he does and how he approaches uh, creating space and attacking the dirty corners, especially alongside really good players, makes me think that there's a lot more to him than meets the eye. I do know that he does have some limitations to just how much he can score and how good he can be, but I have to say, you know, it's really hard to argue with the fact that he's been one of Winnipeg's most consistently prolific primary points creators and certainly a defensive monster at times. This year, though, he probably has had some impacts to his game where it's kind of like maybe his defensive game falling off a little bit. It could also just be that he doesn't work with Appleton and Lowry as well as he used to, but he's still a very good player, so, you know, cop. He's <sighs> a tough one. The other alternative with Cop, if you're not going to resign him, is to trade him and move him. Because at this rate, Cop, I think he's looking for a big contract. And four and a half million, that's not chump change, right? That's a pretty big heap load of cash. And I think the Jets aren't really in a great position to extend all of the players that are free agents right now. I would imagine that a guy like Cop is probably more on the fringes because he had that contract dispute before, which is pretty normal for NHL players. But I, I think he did have at least some idea of like a top six role and it's not been consistently there like he does get a lot of ice time but I think he wants to be playing with guys like Mark Shifley, Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know Blake Wheeler, the really high skill players. You know would he come back and just be a third liner? I imagine if you're getting handsomely paid maybe but by the same token Cop might be thinking about the next level of play and maybe Seattle is the place that he needs to go. If he were to move to the Kraken he immediately gets a really prime role with that team it's going to be like the Vegas situation all over again, not necessarily in how all of the players were underrated and maybe underscouted. This time, I think Seattle and the rest of the league are going to understand the process a lot better. But the Jets genuinely have a lot of guys that they need to protect, and Cop's value right now couldn't be higher. He's very much an asset that I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at. He's proven that he can be a goal scorer. He loves getting into the really grindy, dirty areas. He defensively backchecks. 
and he's not afraid to play elevated minutes alongside skilled players. So, you know, for all the boxes that you're looking for in a guy who's really versatile and somebody who's more than just a normal depth player signed to a long-term deal, Cop ticks every box off. The smartest decision here may be to let him go and have him move on. As much as Cop has been a really important contributor for this team, maybe he's going to be priced out for what Winnipeg can afford, and the Jets need to make the most of bringing back Neil Pionk and figuring out the rest of their contract situations. Unfortunately, the Lowry deal does kind of put Winnipeg in a bit of a squeeze. I would have preferred that, you know, Andrew Cop get that money instead, but, you know, Lowry's a very good player. He's somebody that the Jets love. He's a fan favorite. To a degree, I get why they prioritized Adam, especially with his dad on the coaching staff, but, you know, as far as, like, roster utility and stuff, I just feel like Cop would have been the more salient choice here. I feel like Andrew is a more skilled player. He has really good shot impacts if you give him the right line mates, and he's somebody who can be used in almost all situations. Maybe the Jets find a way to bring him back, but it's going to be really tight, and that's something that, you know, I think the Jets are going to have to sort out sooner rather than later. I wish they hadn't done it immediately, but I get it. Speaking of players that I think the Jets should probably let go, one of the other ones is going to be Derek Forbort. I thought that Forbort at first was going to be a really nice underappreciated underrated ad. Unfortunately for Forbort, he's kind of playing more like the $750,000 defender that he kind of is. If he brought him back on like a 7th defender kind of deal, I think that that sort of contract is fine, right? But, you know, he's being given a ton of like second pairing minutes. He's actually playing more than some other skaters on the Jets, you know, regardless of position. At times, he's played as much as, like, a first-pairing defender. And if teams think that he's actually playing at that level and playing effectively, then maybe he gets priced out from what the Jets can afford. I think, ideally, he's a number 7 or a number 6. Right now, he's playing at a role that's so far above him that he's kind of drowning, and he's been drowning for a while now. But he and Pullman are kind of in that same tier of player of being a really nice third-pairing guy, but probably not much more than that. If you start asking him to play a ton of minutes, it's not going to end well for anyone. The difference is that Pullman has actually had his role dialed back significantly since uh, Morrissey and DeMello have been reunited, which may signal that the Jets view him as like a third-pairing defender. He's already played a ton on the first pairing, though, so that probably prices him out for what the Jets can afford. Forbort should be in the same boat, but he's still getting a ton of minutes, and I have a feeling that at some point that's going to get him a big free agent contract, especially if the Jets advance in the postseason. Teams are probably going to mistakenly believe that Forbort has been a pivotal player in those roles. As much as I appreciate Derek having held down the fort for a season, I think it's time to let him go and move on and maybe get into a position that's a little bit more favorable to his skill sets. He's probably going to block some of the younger prospects from Winnipeg from getting a spot, and I think it's probably time that the Jets part ways and maybe take away a guy that the coaching staff seems to over-rely on. I do want to move on from some of the less happy topics, though, and talk about some additions that I think the Jets should very much make, some of which will be internal. Before then, though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why BetOnline.ag needs to be the only place you do your online betting. When it comes to the wild, wild west of online betting, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why BetOnline has your back. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season and the NHL playoffs are all in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, international football, UFC, MMA, and every sport in between. No matter your interest, BetOnline has you covered. Before that next pitch or face-off, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and enter all the contests your heart desires. Stop sitting on the sidelines and join your favorite teams as they begin their quests for playoff glory. Win as they win. Getting started couldn't be easier. To register for a free account, go to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device, and when you do, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON at registration to receive a matched 50% welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit at BetOnline. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to these closing thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets and their next season. You know, I've talked a lot about the roster moves that the Jets need to make over the next couple of seasons. I think some of it's changed for me throughout most of this year, you know, where we were earlier in the season and where the Jets are now, Winnipeg. Yeah, they're in some uh, complicated straits, right? For me personally, one of the biggest changes that I think needs to happen is bringing in Cole Perfetti into the lineup. I think he's ready, you know. It's going to be one of those situations where you do need to give him a couple of games to see if he's going to adapt quickly or not. That said, he's putting up monster AHL numbers, and he looks very comfortable playing against pro athletes and men. He's developed a, a couple of really good spatial instincts, especially at the pro level. Now he's playing for Team Canada at the IIHF Worlds. He's already scored a goal. He just looks very comfortable playing against men who are a couple of years older than he is. Perfetti is the kind of player that I think is going to rapidly acclimate to the NHL level, and I think he's going to be such a really good scoring element and offensive driver for the Jets, and somebody who's going to have a really good work ethic. I've seen him back-checking and stealing pucks left and right. I think he's got the right mindset. He's a smart kid. I'm very excited to see what Perfetti can do. He needs to get into the NHL lineup next year while the Jets still have this really good core. I would also say that I want to see Dylan Sandberg. I think he needs to be given a couple of third-pairing games, maybe. Um, You know, if Derek Forbort leaves, it's going to open some opportunities for the Jets to make a few roster lineup changes, and I think one of those is going to be bringing in Dylan Sandberg onto the third pairing. I think long-term, Dylan is going to be like a good second-pairing defender. He has the physicality and strength. Um, Garrett Hole on Twitter actually described him as what Derek Forbort would be if he was better, which, like, in the ideal world would be great. Like, a a second-pairing version of Forbort who can actually handle those minutes and produce results would be fantastic. Strong on the puck, very physical, defensively attuned, a big, powerful shot that hopefully he actually puts on net. I think there are some good signs that maybe Sandberg is ready for NHL pro duty. You know, he's, he's played pretty well at the AHL level. He's still acclimating in some areas, but certainly I think his trajectory has rapidly increased. He just looks like a really great player. The big one, though, that everyone wants to see is Vili Heinola, and I think the Jets need to give him a, a roster spot from the start and let him earn the rest of it. You know, if he's good enough to get into that spot, which I think he is, let him get the ice time that he deserves and let him earn his way to maybe top four minutes. I think he's showing off a lot already. He's had a couple of rough games here and there, but that's to be expected. He basically hasn't played for most of the season. And one of his most recent games where the Jets kind of got shelled a bit, he was really struggling because he was also played on his offside and had a couple of days off. The Jets coaching staff needs to kind of get over themselves at times when it comes to veterans. I really feel like that's one of the situations where, you know, the GM and the coaching staff don't always agree. And I feel like Winnipeg is kind of at the stage where it's maybe time to stop trusting the veterans who you know are going to struggle. Even if you think that they might be somehow a little bit more experienced, it doesn't really matter if they're actually struggling out there on the ice and not really doing anything with that experience. I'd rather the Jets kind of take the risk with the unknown and be bad after finding out that maybe some of these kids aren't quite ready than going with the veterans that we know are going to struggle and who are holding back the kids from getting NHL experience. The only way that kids like Heinola and Sandberg are going to prove that they deserve even more ice time in a bigger role, is to actually play them. It's been a particular blind spot for this franchise for many years, and we'll see if the Jets can actually get over it next season. I think management has made it clear that it feels Heinola and some of these other kids are probably ready for the next step. Give me what I want, Winnipeg, and I think things are going to look a little bit better. You know, the Jets need a more mobile back end. They need to have this roster kind of moving at a faster pace. It needs to be younger, too. I think it's getting a little bit age-heavy, especially in some of their most important positions. You know, you can't have older guys who can't really move the puck and create as much 
when you have so many young guns who are probably willing to uh, contribute and actually be effective at it. I don't want to say that the Jets are, are holding some of these kids back, but in certain capacities, yeah, you could argue that. I don't think it's going to be horrific, but, you know, let them play. Give us what we need to see with these kids. Let them develop. Let them make mistakes at the NHL level and let them start to thrive because I think if you give them the space to grow, they're going to impress you. I hope the Jets allow the kids to start to thrive because I think there's a really good potential for a future core here that's just waiting to be realized. I'd be curious to know your thoughts on how the Jets should handle their young kids next season. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to do it. Before you log off, don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite shows. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.